Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, and joining me as usual is Tifa Snow. And Tifa, maybe we should try a sing-along. Uh, just kidding. Um, I do want to talk about music today. Uh, and, and the question that I've heard from people is, why does it work? But we have to back up a little bit. Uh, how could Tony Bennett perform an entire concert with perfect lyrics and yet a few days later not remember he did it? Or uh, there's video footage of Glenn Campbell and he had uh, dementia and they'd sort of start and he would start. And then uh, another singer, Don Williams, I saw him a few years back. The band would play about four or five chords and he would join in. And I knew what was happening, but I don't think the audience did. Yeah. So, Greg, what you're pointing out is not a unique phenomena for just very talented musicians who made a living doing that, but it essentially exists for almost all human beings. We all are born pretty much learning with rhythm. I mean, if you think about it, when you get born, what's one of the very first rhythm patterns you have to figure out? Ooh, um, rhythm of speech? Um... Hey, Greg, Greg, let me give it to you. Oh, breathing. Well, yeah, that's kind of an important rhythm. Yeah, okay. In, in utero, you worked on... Heartbeat, yeah, yeah. Heartbeat. Yeah, and you also have to, when, you, when you're born, you also have to work on... Swallowing, yeah, yeah, there's that thing, yeah, yeah, yeah that so takes a rhythm. All these really basic rhythms. You have to learn eye blinks, and you have to, like, tense up and then relax, and tense up and then relax. I mean, so babies learn about crying. Do you vaguely remember any of your babies learning about crying? <laughs> oh, they mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they learned that when they did that thing that was a vocalization, but when they start, have you ever, you, you watch them go, <gasps> and there's that pause where the sound isn't coming out yet, and your brain goes, oh, this is going to be bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a bad one. Every and parent can relate. Yeah, and it's like, how long can he do that? And eventually, they can't, and they've got to recoup. And you sort of learn that, but man, during that time, it's very stressful because what we're doing with another human being is learning about rhythm too. So their rhythms, and then parents start developing a, an ear for the different kind of rhythms and the time of the day. So this is a tired cry. This is a pee cry. This is an I'm hungry cry. This is I need to poop cry. This is I did poop cry. This is I'm hurting. This is I don't know, but nothing's working cry. And those rhythms, they turn out to be, but there's also rhythms with, that we use. So we'll use the rocking, swaying rhythm, the figure eight, the mom at night, oh, come on, baby, go to sleep, the pat the back, the pat the back, the, the rub the back, the belly rub for the get him to go. I mean, so we're all working on rhythms and we also do our voice. Ooh, who's a pretty baby? Who's my pretty baby? I, I think... Um... I think people also, um, I, I, I've watched pregnant women before and they're bouncing. 
Uh-huh. And so that, or, or, or patting their belly or something. So or patting I, their belly or rubbing their belly, or sometimes the foot will go up your rib cage and you push it back down and it goes up your rib cage and you push it. So that is essential, that rhythm thing. Um, and then when we move into language, babies are better at vocalizing than they are at speaking. And they do it and we teach A, B, C, D, E, F, or head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes, or one, two, three, four, you know, whatever it is, whether it's numbers or letters or colors or body parts or um, things you can do outside. I mean, all kinds of things. This is the way we wash our clothes, wash our... There's these movements, there are these rhythms. And so people like Tony Bennett and, and Glenn Campbell and, and um, Don Williams. Williams, Don Williams, that's right. Those guys mastered this. And so they built it so deeply. But when I hear the beginning rhythm, just like if I go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your, yeah, your brain wants to finish it off for me. Even though, you know, I could say, or I could say, shave and a haircut. Two bits. There you go. So that's back and forth. And in all these situations, what we've described is the person gets the cue from the people, person, environment, the band, the Lady Gaga, um, Glenn Campbell's group, his son, his daughter. They give them the cue, that rhythm cue, and the rhythm is sustained. So we use it also for walking. People can walk a lot longer than they can drive a motor vehicle because the skill required to drive a motor vehicle exceeds what it takes to walk. But eventually, dementia will rob you of of a lot of that. And yet there's also a rhythm to, hey, Greg. The social chit-chat. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the cadence. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, Greg, you doing okay? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing fine. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. So you've been busy lately. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too. It, it, what's really amazing sometimes is you walk away from those conversations and then you'll turn to your partner and go, who the hell was that? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, you say, well, what have you been doing? Oh, lots of stuff. And it's like, there's no content to it, but the back and forth. Now, what we need to recognize is that means arguing is also a rhythm. No, I didn't. Mm. And you say, Yes, you did. And I, I did not. You did too. I, I, why do you talk like that? You're the one who started it. And it has a rhythm to it too. And it's really important if we're going to support people that we start to recognize who's, who's starting the rhythm. What did I ask you? What did I tell you? How many times have we been over this? What did the doctor say when you went? I mean, we can really start the rhythm. And guess what we get? Same rhythm back. back. Yeah. Yeah. But who do we blame? (laughs) Well, of course, it's your fault, not mine. (laughs) So, how is this preserved out of all of the things in my brain that are being affected or even shut down? How come I can still sort of carry on a conversation and fool people? How come I can still dance? How come I can still sing or pray or have poetry? Yeah. Yeah. It's really kind of cool because. Um, if you think about it, those things are hardwired into emotion. You know, and so emotions are driven by the amygdala, which is your very primitive brain, your reticular activating brain. And so when your brain hears something that's a familiar rhythm, be it positive or negative, it triggers it into acting, even though it doesn't know exactly 
exactly what's going on. So I can go, Craig, and your whole brain automatic goes, yeah. (laughs) And whatever you were doing is like, oh, Craig, oh, oh, I love you, a bushel and a peck, a bushel and a peck and a hug around the so we we can be so responsible for triggering people or it can be positive it can be negative so we really need to as as lay people build awareness on on this because it sounds like it's a a real powerful tool it's a powerful weapon or it's a powerful tool well let's go with the tool yeah that's the let's go with the tool but if we don't understand it we don't respect it it becomes a weapon because we think people are actually saying, no, I'm not hurting. When I say, you're not hurting, are you? And you go, oh no, I'm fine. Because that's not actually the answer to the sort of the content question. It's a response to my chit chat and you need an answer. So when we know that the right temporal lobe is better preserved, we know that the emotional responsiveness is better preserved and that that primitive brain is more active. We need to be sensitive and we also need to get smart. And that's about skill building. And I truly believe there's more to being friendly than just an intent. There's skill that's involved in this if you're really going to want to make a difference. Yeah, friendly and incompetent really still doesn't help much. Not much. Usually just ticks people off. She's an idiot. She doesn't even know what she's talking about. I've never heard that said in a care facility at all. I've never heard anybody say that. They hire the stupidest people to work here. (laughs) If, if people want more information on uh, on music, do you have a specific video for that? Or, you know, we is that something like... Yeah, we have webinars. We have, um, for sure, we have video content and we have some real short ones. We have a very short one that's just on our website as part of our core content. It's about 15 minutes and it talks about using music. Um, but we also have more in-depth work and we have a couple of partners who are very skillful in using music. Um, but we also have other things, music, poetry, prayer, counting, they all come into play here. Yeah. Okay, so people should poke around the website and see what they can see. And if they can't find what they're looking for, can they actually talk to somebody ever at uh, Positive Absolutely. Coach? We do have a live chat that happens uh, morning, afternoon, evening. And we also have info at tipasnow.com. And um, you can also get up with us, you know, via our 800 number. Tipa, thank you very much. Sure, Greg. Take care. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast series brought to you by Positive Approach to Care.